I'm John. And I'm David. And you're listening to the Autocorrect Podcast. So this is our final race recap for this season. Yep. Round 22, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, where the championship was decided. Yes, this was a uh, interesting race. To say the least. <laughs> yeah. So uh, going into this. Going into this, it's a new track layout. Abu Dhabi was never really a crowd favorite. Um, there were a couple of chicanes that were questionable, but they were actually removed. Uh, completely removed one was con- converted to a high-speed corner which i think was a great addition and then the second one was converted into a banked corner which i think it's interesting obviously nothing like the banking at monza but still bank corners are pretty interesting yeah so uh let's talk about incidents actually let's talk well, about let's what the let's, stage. let's talk about what the grid was yeah let's set the stage first so um throughout the qualifying sessions Hamilton was leading Max and it looked same as usual in Q3. And then Max just set a stellar lap at the end and took pole position. Actually, he took provisional pole early on. And then Hamilton looked like he was going to challenge that. But that was just a stellar lap. Yeah, so uh, we had Max was pole. Uh, Hamilton was P2. And uh, was it Bottas P3? No. Who was P3? Uh, Lando. Lando was P3. That's right. That's right. Lando was P3. Which and is... Chaco was P4. Right. I so... forgot who was P5. Maybe Yuki Tsunoda. I know Botas was P6. Yeah. Because he started P6 and finished P6. Right. Um. So let's uh, let's get into... Yeah. So obviously Max on pole position. Uh, lights out and away we go. Hamilton had a phenomenal start. Yeah. A perfect reaction, perfect on the clutch, just a textbook perfect start. You know, just took Max right down the inside of turn one and it was it was a very clean move. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a impressive start. Yeah. Reaction time. And then further down, uh Hamilton goes wide turn three, I believe. I could be wrong about that though. Hamilton goes wide, Max sees an opening, and he goes for it. And yep. Max is ahead and stays on the racing line. Hamilton goes off track to avoid a collision, which fair play to him. I mean, he should be trying to, they, both of them should be trying to avoid collisions. Though he completely cuts the chicane, which is what you're supposed to do. That is the escape road back onto the track, but it put him almost a second ahead of Max. And so this is where our first controversial call comes from. Yeah. So the stewards deemed that's no investigation necessary. They deemed that he did not gain a lasting advantage. I guess they felt that the pace advantage of the Mercedes was such that Hamilton would have just taken that position back immediately anyways, which is well, they, kind of a BS claim, call. They claim that he already gave up whatever advantage he has, but that never happened. No, no. I'm not didn't. sure where they think that's coming from, but that was kind of the first controversial. It, it was kind of a BS call, but again, what are you going to do? You're not a steward. Yeah. So race continues. Honestly, not a ton happens. It's Abu not, Dhabi. No. Abu Dhabi is pretty famous for not a ton happening. Unfortunately, Kimmy uh Kimmy just kissed one of the walls and uh 
think he had, it was brake failure. It was brake, he had, yeah. yeah, he had brake failure. And uh, he was able to limp back to the pits, but uh, he was forced to retire the car lap 27, I believe it was. Yeah, it was somewhere around mid, which is uh, unfortunate because this was his last race. He's retired yeah. now. Yeah, he is re- retiring. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we see him in some capacity related to F1. In terms of being a driver, won't. he's now retired yeah. after this race. Maybe we'll see him come to some future races and do some interviews, but knowing Kimmy, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, if he does had, come, he's had one hell of a career. He has. Well, we're we're going to touch on him in our F1 uh, segment or F1 special. He's a pretty important driver. Yeah. So that was unfortunate. Yeah, it was really sad to see. Not much else happened. And then we saw Russell retire right after that. Oh, that that is right. Don't really know why. I. I suspect some sort of gearbox or power unit failure i think they said it was a power unit yeah he just it just was not oh that's right in. that's right he, the car he just completely lost power going into one of the corners i think it was a gearbox failure i thought they said it was power i don't remember he completely lost know. power in at some point around the track and was able to get back to the pits also. he was limping back really slowly yeah but uh again retired the car then a little later on giovinazzi retired i don't know why he retired uh, I don't remember. I didn't. But it was a double. At this point, it's a double DNF for Alfa Romeo. Um, right. The last drive for both drivers, which is kind of sad. I mean, I was never a huge diehard Giovinazzi fan, but I liked him. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that he uh, really worked well with Kimmy and was just a good personality to have around. Yeah. Now so, we get to the interesting part. Yeah, this is. Lap 52. Two, I believe it's fifty-eight lap race. Lap, yeah. I believe it was lap fifty-two. I th- think, but it might have been like fifty-three. Yeah, um, close. The back markers, Mick Schumacher and uh, Nicholas Latifi, are having a bit of a skirmish. Mm-hmm. Latifi goes off track and onto the curb and picks up dirt, dust, debris in his tires. Going into the next corner, completely loses the rear end and just goes straight into the wall. What's interesting is he went into the wall at a 90 degree angle. Yep. That's important. You have this incident and uh, a safety car is triggered. I yep. was a little surprised they didn't red flag the race. I still can't believe they didn't red flag it. I get it's towards the end. Yeah, but I mean, they red flagged it with two laps to go. I, I want to preface this that I, I, I want to explain to people that didn't watch it. They were like, towing the car with people walking on track while the race was still going with the safety car. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. They should have red flagged that. I forgot. One of the other incidents, maybe, I think it was George, when George was uh, lost drive, I'm pretty sure that was a virtual safety car, which pretty much just neutralizes the race. Not much happens. And under the virtual safety car, Max pitted. Max ended up on a three-stop strategy. That's what I was going to say. So Max Verstappen was able to get softs. Towards the end. Yeah, under the safety car. And that gave him the advantage. I mean, yes. it didn't really, it really wasn't going to lose anything to put them on at that point. So Max and Hamilton were running one, two, or I should say Hamilton and Max were running one, two at that point. Hamilton leading, Max just behind around. Actually, let's rewind a bit. Let, let's rewind a little bit. After Hamilton made his stop midway through the race, Checo ended up leading the race. Yep. And Hamilton came out. 12 or so seconds behind Checo and Max was a further 18 seconds or so behind um, Lewis at that point. This is Checo, one of, this is one of two of the most important things that happened in this race. Yes. Honestly, 
Checo did an amazing job defending against Lewis. Checo was on 30-something lap old medium compound tires. It was impressive. How he had that much life left in those tires and how the tire didn't just detonate, I have no clue. But it was impressive. He he was all over Hamilton. You know, Hamilton came on the radio saying that he was driving dangerously, at least from a spectator standpoint. I think that Checo did everything right. It looked really clearly that he wasn't. It, he, it looked clean. Uh, there was no contact. And Checo wasn't doing anything erratic. He was just maintaining the racing line, maintaining his position. Then Lewis does eventually get past. Checo gets an amazing slipstream. And mind you, on 30-something lap old medium compound tires, just slingshots past Lewis. It was so good. It was an amazing overtake. I personally think that deserves overtake of the year. It was impressive, especially it, for the tires. I mean, Hamilton was on brand new hard tires, and Checo was on just completely shot mediums. Mind you, after this whole thing is said and done and Hamilton gets about a second in front of him, Checo just immediately pulls into the pits. Yeah. Because, I mean, wait, those, there was just nothing left of those tires. But the big thing here was that the his defense was so impressive, it gave Max the opportunity to catch up. Yeah, I think Max got within, what, about two seconds? I think it was within one. It was around yeah, well, one. he didn't quite get the RS. So I think just, it was like yeah. a second, second and a half, something like that. Yeah, so... It was impressive. Yeah, it he... The block... The defense there was insane. And... I think Hamilton got around once, right? And then he took it back. Didn't he yeah, get around yeah. him once? And then he was able to, to yeah. defend it again. Yeah. Which was like momentary. But then after it was just, after Max caught up, uh, Checo pitted. We were talking about this over brunch. I mean, it was a morning race, so we went out to brunch afterwards. Um, and I think Checo makes a great second driver. I, I mean, Checo's a great driver. He's a race-winning driver. In Under the right circumstances, I think he probably could become a champion, but under the circumstances we're in now, I don't think he'll ever have a title to his name. Yeah. And he is committed to the team. We were talking about this, the difference between Red Bull team orders and Mercedes team orders, and I think there is actually a difference. I think Checo is more in the loop as to what's going on when a team order comes over as opposed to when Valtteri gets a team order and it sort of seems like Mercedes is just sabotaging his race. Yeah. That's very much an opinion-based statement. Yeah. But I think maybe we'll dive into that either in our F1 series or tangentially to that, because I think team orders are something interesting. There's a whole debate as to whether or not they should be allowed, but I think that they're interesting and they are a part of Formula One as we know it right now. Yeah. So let's get back to the crash and the final incident. Yeah. So Latifi in the wall at a 90-degree angle. <laughs> yep. That's where we left off. Yeah. So this sets the stage. Yeah. So Max comes in for softs, which I originally thought was a terrible idea. I, I thought it was terrible. I thought that was... It was a, it was already VSC at that point, or was it full? Yeah, that was a full safety car. Full I don't think they car. ever VSC'd that incident. I think that just went to a full safety car. So I looked at that, and I... as he didn't have anything to lose because the he had not many laps left. So taking the softs could either net him the same or benefit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. He had about a six second deficit with four to six laps to go, which is not impossible. But Hamilton was just finding life in those hard tires. So I don't know how he stretched those so far. It was definitely a good move, and 
I mean, we were sitting right next to each other. I, I thought it was a terrible move, but in hindsight, it was definitely the best move that they could have made. Yeah. So, so at this point, Max doesn't lose second place, but a couple of the back markers come through that have been lapped. So there's three or so cars between Hamilton and Verstappen, three yes. or four cars. Yes. That's very important. So obviously Max is still in second place, but there are these cars in the way. So when the race starts again, something's going to have to happen because you can't overtake under a safety car, even if you're overtaking lapped cars. There is just no overtaking at all. And this is where it gets interesting. So we said before this was at like 53 or something. Yeah, at this, this point we're around 56. And we're already up to 56. There's two, we're halfway through 56, I think. Yeah, there's, there's a lap and a half left. There's about two. We're, yeah, two, we're two midway laps. through 56. So there's like two, two and a half laps. Yeah. And that's important because the safety car, they were under safety car until the last lap. Yeah, they, we had one lap of racing. And so this is where it got controversial. The I don't the cars that were lapped in between Hamilton and Verstappen were allowed to pass the safety car to unlap, right? Yes. So Which that, is a very strange call. It makes I, sense, it's just weird. Yeah, it's a strange call. I don't I'm not familiar with the FIA rule book. What I see it as is, I mean, obviously it's easy to see that as the FIA just playing Max's favor. The way I interpreted it is, again, Michael Massey's primary job is to keep the race safe. Yep. Max and Lewis are title rivals. And serious title rivals. Max is a much faster car that wants everything to get past Lewis. And these other cars in between know that. I think that if they did not allow them to unlap themselves there was a high chance for a collision either between max and one of these other cars or one of these other cars in the wall or with another car just trying to get out of the way because there's not enough space on this track there's not enough space and it's a very tense moment i think really the only other option would have been to have finished the race under the safety car which is absurd there was no reason to do that and it's the champion it's the last race i think it was but it was particularly not there was a lot on the line. And it was particularly not really the ideal to finish under a safety car, especially for the championship race. Yes. So it, I think it was a good call to let those cars out. Uh, again, I do not think that just leaving those cars there, dropping the green flag, I do not think that was a viable option. I think that would have caused carnage. I think, yeah. I think it was smart. It seemed strange, but when you, you know, when you're thinking about it, it made, it was made sense. And now, this is also crunch time, last lap or two of, it's evolving very quickly. Yeah, so another detail is that Michael had originally said that those cars will not be allowed to unlap themselves. So Lewis hears this and thinks that he has nothing to worry about. So he doesn't come in for a new set of tires or anything. Granted, I think even if he knew that they were going to be unlapped, I think it would not have been a good idea for Lewis to come in because he would have lost first place to Max and then he also would have lost third place to Checo. Yeah. Checo ended up retiring, but that didn't happen until a little later on and there were no signs of that. He was there. At least to us, there were no signs of that. I don't know what was going on on the radio that didn't get broadcast. Maybe, maybe there were some signs over the radio. 
Either way, it did not appear readily obvious that Checo was going to retire. Right. So if Hamilton had elected to stop, if he knew that those cars were going to be allowed to unlapped and he had elected to stop, that would have put him in third. So is that an advantage? No. He would have had fresh tires, but he would be in third instead of first. But but Verstappen had fresh tires too, so it wasn't going to be... Exactly. So I, I, I don't think that that really affects it because... A, would Mercedes have made that call? Would they have realized that and not made the call and just kept him out in first? Because track position is a very powerful tool as well. The tires are extremely powerful, but so is track position. This The problem is that it was such a quickly evolving thing. And yeah, because it was everybody was saying they didn't have a, they didn't red flag a serious, a serious like, in yeah, terms I'm of surprised physical, they didn't, they didn't red flag that. Because they, had to tow the, the car off track yeah. to clean it all up. Yeah. And they literally were racing while they were cleaning it up. Like they were driving by. It exactly. Ridiculous. But, but I, I think the big argument was that Michael had originally said that the cars were not going to be allowed to unlap themselves. So Hamilton didn't react to that. But my side of the story is, so if he had known that, what would his reaction have been? And would that have done him any good? Honestly, the, the thing he had plenty of time from when they unlapped to win the race. Yeah. Like, he didn't have enough time to stop though. No, but he had enough time to know. Yeah. And there wouldn't have been much different. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is the at the end of the day, happened... it's still a race. They're both incredible drivers. Hamilton has the pace advantage of the car. Verstappen has the pace advantage of the tires. So it, it's still, you know, it's still at the end of the day, Mercedes is called. There was nothing that said Mercedes couldn't stop earlier for softs. It wouldn't have really made sense to, but there was nothing that said that they couldn't. So what are you going to do? But in any case, uh, there was a restart. There was a safety car restart on lap 58, the final lap. Yep. And there was some good racing in that, some good wheel-to-wheel racing. So Hamilton didn't break any rules. But wasn't necessarily being a sportsman per se. He was really eking out that last few meters. The rule is once you cross the start finish straight, then you have to start racing. But when the safety car comes in, you can start racing before that. As as soon as the safety car's in, you can start racing. Yeah. You just have to start racing by the start finish line. Yep. So he was taking his time, really going very slow in a somewhat dangerous manner, but he didn't break any rules and he technically wasn't doing anything wrong. It just wasn't necessarily that sportsmanlike. And Max ended up coming alongside him. He never passed him, but Max came up alongside him. And uh, when they crossed the line, Hamilton had a phenomenal start, but he was just no match for Max on those brand new soft tires. Yeah, it was, there was a, Max led for quite a bit on that lap. And then Hamilton got in front of him briefly. Yeah, and then Max just immediately retook the lead. Yeah, and it was right near the end. He, yeah. He took it, and it was a few turns. Yeah. From... It, it wasn't like last weekend where uh, Botas stole Ocon's P3 literally meters before the start finish yeah, line. Yeah, no, we're talking about like a few turns before. They kind of, Hamilton got in front, and Verstappen made a pretty good overtake, and uh, he won. Yeah, Verstappen won, and he won the championship. Yeah. So and we'll uh, we'll put in a quick little soundbite here of what that sounded like. Yeah, we we were we were able to go watch it uh, in our local Ferrari dealer's service center. Yeah. So 
we'll put that sound clip in here. People were disappointed. A lot of people were excited. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was emotional. Yeah. Now, obviously, with this uh, controversy, Mercedes immediately launched a protest. To be fair, I think if Lewis had won, Red Bull would have also immediately launched launched a protest. I mean, you might as well try. Exactly. I mean, I I don't fault Mercedes for that. I mean, there's no necess- there's not necessarily any harm in trying. Uh, you could make the argument that there is, but. I, I say there isn't. I think, I guess they did have maybe enough to, to doubt, but it wasn't enough. It, I mean, we knew it wasn't going to, there yeah. was very little possibility of it actually happening, but I mean, they're still going to buy it. They're still going to start it. As of recording this, which is almost exactly six hours after the race has ended, uh, Mercedes initial two protests have both been denied by the FIA. They do plan to appeal those two denials. Though I don't think they're going to go anywhere. No, I think they, that's going to be the end of that. I, I think it is too. And even if it isn't, the their protest, their first protest was that Max overtook under safety car conditions, which there's telemetry to prove he didn't. That's cut and dry. They have the telemetry. They know exactly where the cars were and where when they were there. Yeah. That's pretty cut and dry, dismissed. Their second claim was to <clears throat> whether or not the classification for the end of the race should have been taken before the safety car period. And I'm not fully familiar with the rule as to when that should be done and when it shouldn't be done. We sort of saw something similar like this at Spa with the monsoon and how the the race finish was technically determined the lap prior to the final lap because of red flag conditions. Yep. Which I'm not terribly familiar with those rules, but that's their grounds for saying so. Yep. And um, I don't know. I I don't really know that the championship will be changed because of what the race director decided. That That's obviously there's the argument to be made that that's unfair to Lewis. But by the same token, if the if that is overturned, then that's extremely unfair to Max because he finished P1. He did that overtake. So what, what happens if... If that protest goes somewhere, what happens? Does Max become does Lewis become world champion? That you know, then Max gets the short end of the stick. And at the same time, I don't think it would have even if they did it differently. Yeah, who's to say who's to say that Max couldn't have still done an overtake? Even well, if they he didn't... was already close because he had yeah, already closed in. Exactly. So who who's to say that he couldn't already have done that overtake? So I don't think that protest will go anywhere, but if it does, I don't know what the next step is. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it was a good race overall. It was a phenomenal race. And the other thing that was nice was we started off with a, a personal message from Seb. That made my day. Yeah, that was pretty that was pretty good. But uh so this is the last race of this season. Yeah, and we, we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to these race recaps. Next year, next season, we're going to a couple races and we're going to try to be a lot more consistent with when these are released. I think it's, races are always Sundays. I think the goal is to have these race recaps released by Sunday night, Monday night, somewhere around there. Yeah, hopefully Monday night. 
It's so gonna... we don't have these uh, like three or four week old races that we're talking about. Yeah, it it just didn't it's work out. It's difficult because semester. we're both students. So my last finals on Monday. So my last finals on Thursday, but I'm gonna try to get that moved. Hopefully next week uh, we're gonna start the recording for our F1 series, and then the week after, which I think is the week of Christmas. Uh, I believe so. It will be when we release the first one. Yeah, um, we're gonna put a lot of effort into that and we're really hoping for a, a a good final product and we really hope you guys enjoy it yeah so uh that's gonna be it for this week last week of the uh year i'm gonna be putting out all of the uh you know the cuts that didn't quite make it yeah we had a couple well quite a few episodes we recorded but there were only some parts in it that we you know, like that we would have kept and it wasn't enough to upload an episode but we're gonna make a essentially like not even a blooper but just a, like a highlight reel almost. a highlight reel of what we didn't post because yeah. the episode wasn't like enough so it's gonna be a bunch of episodes um put together of stuff we didn't post so that's gonna be the last week i don't know how many days it will be it depends on how many episodes i can make that into but but we'll see you with another race recap in 96 days time <laughs> yeah Definitely not counting down the days. Yeah. All right. uh, That's it for this episode, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks for listening.